You're listening to the Winning Teams Podcast, presented by Jet Dental, the premier pop-up dental clinic for workplaces nationwide. Now, here's your host, Jordan Smith. Hey, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Winning Teams Podcast. Today, I'm excited to be joined by Riley Butters. And Riley is the CEO and co-founder of Donday, a fintech travel startup working to make time off actually work for the company and their employees. Before Donday, she worked in advertising and tech and has a master's in sociology. Riley, we're excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Riley, tell us a little bit about Donday and, and what your winning team is building over there. Yeah, so at Donday, we help companies invest in their employees' time off. That's because we believe that effective time off is imperative for quality time on. We have this mantra where we say, better time off means better time on. Mm. And that, that's what we, our core belief at Dawn Day. And I think it's so, so important in today's like, work environment, right? Employees are burned out and they need space. And, they, and you want, and you know, employers want their employees to show up and be productive. And we think it's imperative that people take time off so that they can be better when they're in the office and, and you know, show up and do the best work of their lives. So Don't Day, we think is critical as a piece and part of doing that. Interesting. Tell us a little bit more about how your, your solution works for our listeners. Yeah, so we think that quality time off really means uh, taking time away from work. It means disconnecting, being able to have the permission to take time off so you're not stressed about, oh my goodness, like, can I actually be here? Should I be at yeah. work? It's really like changing the culture around it, as well as making travel more accessible. You know, people, I think it's 84% of employees have reported that they want to use their time off to travel, and hardly any of them actually do. Interesting. And so we want to be able to facilitate that. And the first thing is by reducing the barriers to effective travel. So the cost of it, it's very expensive to travel. It's also really stressful to plan it. And then, you know, how do you book it? You're going to all these different sites. You're kind of going bouncing here and there, never knowing if you have the right deal, never knowing if you're making the right decision. And so we said, okay, how do we consolidate that? How do we solve the problems around PTO, the culture, the effectiveness, and the cost by making travel more accessible? So in the app or what Don't Day offers is that every single employee gets a dedicated savings account. The employee can contribute into it. The company can contribute into it. And then in the app, the employee can also plan all their vacation. They can be educated about what to do, what not to do, reviews or suggestions, good times to travel here and not travel there, what you should be educated on, what about COVID, et cetera. And then in the platform, you're also able to book. So you can search for all the flights, all the hotels you want, experiences, et cetera, and be able to book that directly with your Donde funds. So it's just really making that process of good PTO more accessible to the employee. Yeah, it's such a fun idea. You're, you're basically prioritizing uh, making PTO important and, and as it should be. Uh, how did you get this idea? I mean, I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur myself and I love the origin story. You know, how, what, was there a moment of truth or, or just a bunch of things that led up to Donde? This is a good question. Do you want the long or the short? <laughs> well, the podcast generally lasts 30 minutes, so it's up to you. <laughs> no, I, I basically kind of say it this way. I, I went to my undergrad uh, to study advertising. I was um, in a, a pretty uh, elite kind of advertising program here in, in Utah, and I was in the creative track and loved it. You know, I'm a very creative individual, and so it was awesome. And every one of my colleagues went off to do amazing things in advertising. 
But when I was 19, I was sitting in my um, roommate's living room and she came in and said, hey, my parents are sending me to India and I need someone to go with me and they will pay you <laughs> away. Who wants to go? And I looked around and I was like, this is incredible. No one is raising their hand. I was kind of the fifth wheel. So I didn't think I could speak up first, but no one else raised their hand. So I was like, uh, me. And it was that, that moment, uh, of raising my hand changed my life. Like I was able to go to India first time abroad. It was exceptionally, um, important or like not important, but hard. It was, um, important to my life and hard experience. You know, I, I had intense culture shock, but it was so eye-opening that I would never be the same after that experience. Hmm. And so I was like, I've got to travel more. So I, every summer after that, I went and traveled abroad and worked with nonprofits and, and learned really quickly that I needed skills if I wanted to add any value to them. And so instead of doing advertising, I decided to go and do a master's in sociology and travel again throughout the world, uh, doing research studies with governments and nonprofits on how to make what they were doing more effective. And so when I got back and done with my master's, uh, the first job I had was in film. So it was the opposite of actually changing people's lives, uh, you know, <laughs> and I loved it. It was amazing. And then I got a job from a tech company and that was amazing. I learned so much. And then I went and eventually worked in advertising for the last six years. So about three years ago, my husband and I were talking, he's in advertising as well. And we were talking and he said, you know, what's the one thing that has changed your life more than anything? And I said, so that's an easy answer. It's travel. Yeah. You know, my experiences abroad made me who I am today, opened up my heart, opened up my mind. And, and I think it's so critical for people. And so we were like, well, let's go build a startup. Let's, you know, build something around travel. So then we decided that we were going to create immersive travel experiences in unique countries all over the world. And I spent a lot of time in the Middle East. So we started with Jordan and we created this beautiful itinerary. We went to people and said, hey, come to Jordan with us. You know, it's going to be amazing. And they said, yeah, that sounds amazing, but I can't afford it. and I can't get time off. And so we said, OK, <laughs> if we want people to have travel as part of their life to yeah. continue that you know, idea of exploration, we have to solve that problem. How do we actually make it accessible? Yeah. And so that's where Dome Day came about. Oh, I love that. That's really cool. <laughs> Speaking of travel, one, one thing that comes to mind, how has your travels abroad and across the world, how has that impacted you now as a co-founder, CEO, and as a leader? Well, that's a good question. Yeah, I, I think it's so impactful and like narrowing down on just the specific things is interesting. But I would say what like comes top, top of mind is empathy. Mm. Uh, because when you travel, you are around people that are different than you. Whether they look different than you do, they talk different, they eat different, they believe different. It's just this like amazing like pot of differences, right? And you recognize that that's, there's beauty in differences. And um, so that that level of like empathy that you have to have to be able to sit in front of someone that's so different than you and say, like, I understand you, I get you. And so I think that that trickles down into like my leadership style, because I, I recognize kind of the nuances in humanity in people's experiences, their backgrounds, like what made them who they are today and how does that impact how they interact in, you know, my company and my organization. So I hope that I'm a more empathetic leader because of interacting with so many different people across the world. The other thing I would say is ego, which is not kind of funny, but you know, there's just no place for ego in this world. And um, I, I just 
like that, you know, that power struggle is just so detrimental to so many societies. And so I think you have to come from a place of humility to be able to be yeah. a good leader, to, to be able to say, it's not about me, it's about us, or it's about what's, what's good. So I yeah. don't know. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely agree. Um, which as you talked about humility and empathy, it made me think of a, a common thing theme we talk about here on this podcast, which is values. Uh, does your organization have core values? And if so, what's, what's, you know, one or two that you're really proud of that you feel are unique to Donde? Yes. I don't know if they're unique. You know, I've, I've been, a, I've been a part of organizations and I'm like, everybody says the same thing. Sure. But the two that I think are kind of the most important uh, for this conversation is the first is be human, which I've kind of, uh, you know, talked about, but I think it's just important in an organization to like be authentic and yeah. to lead with heart. And the other thing that we say is that you have to speak up because you matter. You are human. And just that intrinsic value, that, you know, essence means that you matter, that you have a place here. So uh, be human is one of ours. The other is assume good intent. Mm, I don't I know how that. many times like I have been in trouble because I assumed that somebody ha- was out for me, you know, that like, they didn't have my um, interests at heart or whatever. And I think it's always just best to say like, what is the good intent here? I'm assuming the best in you. And that helps the interaction. You know, you, you come from a good positive place as opposed to a negative place. So those are the two things, you know, we say be human and assume good intent. And that really means to us, like be respectful, be patient. And then the other thing is uh, we have this under that kind of umbrella is this idea of compassionate conflict, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where it is okay to have conflict. It is okay to just say like, I don't agree with you and this is why, but you always lead with heart. You, you assume good intent, you understand where they're coming from and you, you try to work through it together. So I love that. Um, we, we talk about assuming the best in others, mm-hmm. both in my company and at home with our kids a lot. <laughs> you have to assume that that person's coming from a good place. They have the best intention. So I, I love that. And I love what you mentioned about um, compassionate conflict. Um, we talk a lot about healthy conflict in our company, but we've talked about it on the show before. Um, you know, that, that idea of disagreeing is okay. And as long as you have this trusting relationship, um, how has that idea of kind of healthy conflict, how have you seen that develop in your team and has, how has it helped you be better, uh, as a team? Yeah, I think it's hard. It doesn't always go well. You know, we we have very passionate people in the room, very bold people, and that's the kind of people that we attract. But I think having the permission to have conflict, but with compassion as its partner, is the key, right? That yes, we're passionate. Yes, we're bold. Yeah, we're extroverted people that are going to speak out. But that we always need to understand where the other person is coming from. We need to understand that the, the, like the right answer is kind of in the middle. And maybe I'm always saying like the nuances, but that's important to me. Like we, we need to, to kind of see each other for where we're coming from and, and be able to come to a place in the middle. And so I think we have, we have really extreme members on our team, but working through that conflict and talking about it. So it doesn't faster is important. So I, I don't know if that answered your question, but. Yeah, no, it absolutely did. Thank you. Speaking of team members. Um, 
one thing I love hearing about is how you've been influenced by your team members. Are there a few teammates, you know, one, two, three that have really impacted your, your life, uh, particularly as a leader and, and, um, how have they helped you? Yeah, it's a good question. So I have to say this person, right? My, my co-founder is my husband and, uh, double you know, win, it, double teammate. Yeah, yeah exactly. nice. Uh, we have we have four co-founders, so it's not just me and him. Okay. But, but he's been so critical, obviously, for my my personal life, but also um, in building this company together. And so I call him out because when you when you say like, oh, we're a couple and we're building this company, there's a lot of uh, you know assumptions that kind of come into that. Like, can they do this, or what kind of biases are they going to have, and 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 favoritism or whatever. And I think. It is super challenging to build a company together. It was it is so much harder than I expected. <laughs> Everyone tried to warn me, and I was like, "No, we got this. We're going to be perfect at it. We are not." Uh, and and you know, it's affected like our relationship. Um, but at the end of the day, it has been incredible. Like uh, and just the way that we've been able to work together, solve problems together, it is so fun. So despite all the hardships, I am just appreciative of him and going on this journey with me and believing in this mission and going through the really hard things to do this because marriage is hard, right? And now we've got, yeah. we've got this whole other thing and <laughs> it's, it's difficult, but it's also really, it's really amazing too. So a uh, shout out to him. And then, you know, we, we have, we have these early investors that we brought on uh, because there's this kind of story when you build a startup that you should bootstrap it. But when you're a 33-year-old mom who has a full-time job, that really isn't a, like a feasible thing. You know, I went to school for eight years to do a master's. I have student debt. I have a mortgage. I have a kid that I have to pay now yeah. for childcare. Like that, it wasn't a feasible story for us. And so we we went to investors and we were able to find them. And we, you know, the funny story is that we met these guys at a park and we were riding our scooters around and I looked over at the other playground and I was like, well, they look cool. So we rode over our scooters. <laughs> I don't even know why. And I just told them about Don Day and they, you know, six months later invested in the business and gave us the first cash for me to be able to quit my current job and focus on Don Day so I could build it. And uh, so I always bring them up like, uh, one of them, the couple, it's a couple and the wife has not only become like one of my best friends, but she has been my mentor through everything. Like I Marco Polo her every day and we talk about this business. And so she is in it with me. She invested, but she also is providing support and guidance. So she's a critical teammate to the Don't Day story. I love that. It was great. Great examples. Very cool. Um, you know, you, you I think you have a really interesting story uh, and how you got, got to Don Day and you've had a lot of cool life experiences that have taught you a lot of things. Uh, one question I always love hearing, and this is more transitioning to you, to you personally and your success, but if you could turn back in time and, and talk to your 18-year-old self, the one that um, was just about to go to India, it sounds like, but if you could talk to that one, um, what, what advice would you give her? Oh man, that is such a good question. Of course, I would say travel more. <laughs> yeah. I, I did travel. I traveled a lot, but I didn't have a lot of money. And so it was always kind of like scrappy travel, you know? Yeah. Uh, but I think the 20, your 20s are amazing. And I would say like, take advantage, explore, do all those things. 
because um, the the piece of advice that I would give myself is to to be less serious. Mm. Like I was so serious. I've been serious since I was like six years old. Like I I grew up um, singing. Uh, professionally. And then also I was a really good runner. So I ran track and cross country and those are very serious sports. Like you're, you're on a stage and you're performing and I'm just like, what the heck am I doing at 12 years old worrying about what thousand people think about me? Yeah. It's just like, I've just always been in that like performance and, and perfection mode. And so I just wish that I could tell my 18 year old self that just like chill out. <laughs> it is okay. <laughs> Chill out. Stop studying on a Friday. Like you're still going to pass. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Looking back, I would say just chill out. <laughs> I think that's good advice. I think we all need to just chill out and relax a little bit from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, Riley, one, one thing that came to mind, you're obviously someone who's, who's creative. It seems like you're someone who, you know, likes to keep learning. What, what things are you doing now as an, as a, as a business executive, you know, that, that helps you to, to keep that creative spirit alive. I don't know how to keep it alive because I feel like every single day is like, <laughs> it's a challenge, you know, it's a learning <laughs> opportunity. So I feel like just existing in the Donde world kind of accomplishes because I am a very learning focused person. I, um, I always ask questions. I'm, I, I kind of have, I don't know if it's humility because I also have a lot of confidence, but I just, I know that others have so much to give and I'm like grasping for them to teach me. And so I, I try to ask questions. I talk to as many people as I can and I, I ask for advice and help. I am not afraid to ask for help. Cool. So I love that. That's kind of what I do. There's just so much in the world to learn. And I think it can get overwhelming, but if you just start with one person, then you can get there, I guess. Yeah. One of the best parts of business, I think that we get to make and meet a lot of really cool people and you get to form relationships and there's so much you can learn from other people, which is, which is a great habit. And speaking of habits, uh, as a leader, are there, uh, some habits that you're really proud of, uh, not just as a leader, but just in your personal life, are there any habits that you have that you're proud of? Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, I, you know, every day I'm talking about balance because that's what Donde is about. You know, we yeah. create space for people. We believe that, like I said before, we believe that it's important for people to take time away from their job so that they can be better when they show up. And, and I, I think that that's part of our like company mission and, and, and values, but like how I live that in my day-to-day life is because that was critical for me. Like at, at 30 years old, I came down with a chronic illness because I worked too hard. Mm. And I think that that's not an uncommon story. Like I know, I, I want to say hundreds, that sounds dramatic, but it's true. I know so many people that have had similar stories like me where they just broke. And because, you know, just our modern age is just so stressful. And so yeah. not only is my company dedicated to that, but also my personal life it is important for me to find rest because that is the only way that I can function. Deliberate rest is the only thing that makes me productive. I have to sleep. And so the story that like, no, the best people, the best executives, the most successful people only sleep four hours a day and they never see their families and they never eat food. I'm just like, no, that is so stupid because that's, that's not reality. That is not possible. And I have to try to beat that kind of, um, expectation every single day. And anyway, so I don't know if that, that helps, but I think while my company is trying to, 
um, promote balance. I also live that in my day-to-day life. So I wake up at 7.15, I bike for 25 minutes because that's what my PT says I need to do. And then I do yoga and then I eat breakfast, then I get ready and I show up to work at 10. Cool. That's really weird for a CEO of a tech startup, but that's what I do because I have to. And I let every one of my employees take time off. I pay for them to take time off via Donde. And uh, I, I think that we have enough, like our team has accomplished incredible things over the last six months. And I think it's because balance is part of our values. Yeah. Well, and I think you've done a good job setting the tone for the team to show everybody that, Hey, I mean it when I say it, right? Like when I say, I want you to be balanced, I, I mean that. And I, myself, I'm going to practice that, which I think it, it always starts with a, a, a leader who's being a good role model. That's awesome. Yeah. Like, sorry to tag onto that. It just came to mind. But the transparency is important, right? Like I tell my employees, hey, like we're not starting until 10 because this is why. I said, yeah. I want you guys to eat breakfast. I want you guys to go for a run in the morning. And it's important to me because that's what I need too. So I, I'm transparent about what, what I need so that they know that they have permission to do that for themselves. Yeah. And I think it's important as a leader that you set an example your employees will follow you. And if you don't set an example, then you're not, you're not going to get that in return. Yeah. No, I, I love that. Transitioning back to your team. So we've been talking about creating balance with your team. When we talk about the winning teams podcast, the question we ask our, our guests a lot is what does the term winning team mean to you? There's a lot of different de- definitions of success, but what does that term mean to you when you think of it? Yeah. So I think about this a lot, right? Because as a you know business owner trying to sell balance and trying to sell effective time off, we have to think about what actually makes people effective, what creates a winning team. So first and foremost, effectiveness, right? I think to be, and, and to be effective, what do you need? What conditions need to exist in order to be effective and productive? Think about that all day. <laughs> I also think an, a winning team is engaged, right? I, I want people to feel like they have value, that they are needed, that they need to speak up, that they contribute to this organization. And so I think that's important for engagement. Like, do they want to engage and do they feel valued to be in that space? I also think balance, like I've said. And the last thing I would say is caring. Like, do they care about your mission? Do they care about what they do every single day? Do they care about each other? And do they care about themselves? Mm -hmm. So that kind of plays into the balance thing. But I want people around the table that care. They want to be here because they believe in this business. But they also care about the people that we're trying to impact. Like they care about the mission and the change that we want to create. I want passionate people. And I think that that's a that's critical component of a winning team is because they they are here because they care, and and then also that trickles down into like how they care about their teammates and themselves. Self care, team care. I'm gonna make that a term. Team care. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Team care. Self care. Yeah, no, <laughs> I love what you said. You want people to care about the mission, care about their, their their team and each other, and care about themselves. That's that's well said. Thank you. Speaking of the people that you want on your team, you want people who care. Have you found a secret sauce for finding great people? What what strategies do you have and are you using to, to help you find great people to join the Donde team? You know, that's really tough because my team right now exists of people that I have worked with. Well, one, I'm married to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was easy. And then the other 
four, I worked with for about five to six years. So I, I knew them, you know, in and out. I knew uh, how they worked. I knew how the dynamic of our team and how to collaborate better. So that was a secret sauce for Donde, you know, picking people that I knew could work together, could work fast and effective. And, but I also knew that they cared. Like I knew that they had passion for this business. You know, when I went to go and ask our CTO to join us, I was really nervous because I was his first time founder. And I was just like, this guy, he's not going to say yes to me. But I, I kind of told him what I wanted to build and what the vision was and what change I believed we could make in the world. And he, I thought he said, I am not interested, but he actually said, I am interested. So that was freaky for a minute. But he said, I'm interested because he also believed in that. He wanted to be a part of that mission. So I think what what the, like, what I guess I would suggest is I bring on people and I first talk about the mission. I first talk about why we are building Donde mm-hmm. to order in order to like ascertain, do they care? Like, are they passionate people about what we're trying to do? Because if they're not, I don't know if you can show up. So, and I, you know, one of the tech companies I worked for, they had this very clear mission. Every single meeting we, we talked about that mission, like at this company, we are doing X and everybody drank that Kool-Aid. I know that's kind of a bad thing. And, you know, people talk about that, like drink the Kool-Aid, but I think what it really comes down to is, do you believe in this mission and can you be a part of and making that come about? So that's what I lead with is I lead with mission and values. I love that. Yeah, I think the the why and the how is a lot more important than the what most of the time. So I think that's really I cool. Hope. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be working for you. So so I I say you should keep doing that. That's awesome. It's great. Um, well, Riley, we're we're kind of a, about at our at our time. Um, how can our listeners find you online? Good question. So our website is godonde.com. And that is donde as in where in Spanish, <laughs> so, you know, D-O-N-D-E and donde awesome. not donde. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully I said it right. Most of the podcast, I, I, I made a pretty good effort. Um, <laughs> we'll post links as well to, uh, to go donde on our website. And um, Riley, we really appreciate your insight today and best of luck to you as you continue to build your winning team. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you. 